Scott. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, like an AGM. Yeah. The annual general meeting. Mm. Oh, apologies, such and such couldn't attend. Yeah, apologies from our end. Been a bit mental. Um, I was obviously doing a couple of uh, Easter camps. And then a bit of a nightmare with Max. Uh, His crash had to close for a little bit there with... um, due to a COVID scare, which is, don't get me wrong, you love every minute of it, but it means you're not getting any work done. You know? It's it's challenging when you've got a, a sick, sick child, isn't it? You can't get your uh, day-to-day jobs done. And I took a wee jolly for seven days down to um, down to Spain. Espanol, sorry for some, isn't it? It was a bit, um, I, t- I took advantage. Um, it's quite funny, I had a few, uh, few messages of people... Um, complaining they were, they were good they were pod. good weren't they yeah used me, uh, sent me a, I mean the winner was used right that was a beauty voicemail he just loves getting a shout out he's probably sat there grinning like uh but that was good it's, probably, it's always worth doing it on playback yeah exactly um so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll obviously get things up to speed um and then hopefully no not hopefully we will get back into the routine and monday morning we'll have the next one out i uh, got a few uh, tasty guests lined up, so looking forward to that. Fingers um, crossed that goes well this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, on a, another note, absolutely buzzing, got my in-fight for me, um, the old AstraZeneca. So you were the first of the 16,000? Yeah, yeah. So apparently they, the government set up this, well, I say apparently they did. Um, they set up this um, this online thing where you could... sign. You could sign up. And I think they had thirty thousand or something. I signed up at ten o'clock that evening. It went on. It went on. When did you sign up? I signed up about half six or seven. Okay, o'clock. and 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 then the and the portal went down. It crashed, didn't yeah, it? Because yeah, yeah. of the volume. So I signed on at what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and I wasn't and I didn't get that email. I was expecting well, it last it, night. It didn't was, come. It was really fast. Like what was it? Last Thursday? Yeah. I think I got my letter on Tuesday. Ah, so you'll be vaccinated, you'll get your first one when? You'll get your first one next week. Next week? It's just like booking in for a COVID test. You go online, do it through my guichet, you book in, so I've got it next Thursday, and then it's 56 days after that, you get the second one, so first week in July. Good for you. Yeah, you know, but does that mean you'll be able... I don't know what it means, you know. It's not going to mean anything initially, except that there's less chance that you can get COVID, and and when things do open up, I mean, it's pretty logical that they're going to... If you want to go to the likes of Spain or those countries, if you're vaccinated, no problem. If you're not vaccinated, stay at home. Mate, stay at home don't yeah. come. But I mean, well, I know the UK. Apparently, they're bringing in this traffic light system. If you want to travel there and stuff, so um, they basically grade each country: green, orange, or amber, yeah. should we say, and red. Um, and if you're coming from red, then I think you can. I think you can still travel, but you have to quarantine for two weeks. Orange is a little bit less, and then green, you still have to get a test when you land, but you don't have to quarantine. It, again, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's something along those lines, you know. So, At least there's a little bit of light in the horizon, yeah. let's say, of the uh, movement. To be smashing through. I spoke to a few boys back home, and they're, they're quite optimistic about the, uh, the whole thing. I think it'd be quick here, too. Luxembourg, all the, the vaccines apparently are all shipping in at the yeah. moment, and as you say, that if you're on it the was, window... It's, it's, it's very much depends what narrative you take, but, um, you know... If you asked last week about, oh, we're rubbish with the vaccinations and all this sort of stuff and we our policy or whatever they're going on about, and then all of a sudden you're in line to get your, uh, your vaccination, <laughs> you've got nothing but good things to say about, uh, about how good it is here. Xavier Bettel and co, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, been quite a bit of thought, sport to, um, to, to, for us to plough through today. Um the the one I wanted to kick things off with was not the weekend just been but the weekend before it was That's actually right. um, the FLR camp yeah it was in yeah. camp with the um, the FLR so the how did the, that go the rugby federation because um, we talked about the we talked about a new coach uh, some French guys coming yeah, across yeah so I mean um, yeah the coaches uh, it's it's what's the word it's not biased but it's sort of it's it was it was it was set up in a good way for them because you've got to remember some of these lads haven't probably played in well certainly the, the national team haven't played in eighteen months now so the last time we was played was Sweden away which we won I did get all my mm-hmm. kicks in that game <laughs> um, but yeah largely very well and very professionally organised you know you're there for before nine o'clock you're called through in a four. You get your test up the nose. It's horrible. Up yeah, the nose. yeah. Don't like that. Make, makes makes your eye water, doesn't it? Um, and then you go and sit in a room. 
until you get your results. And if it's negative, happy days. If it's positive, you go home, thankfully. Anyone went home? No, no. No, no all good. No. Um, and then, yes, yeah, sit in a couple of meetings, then they get you out on the pitch, do a bit of skills. Um, and, you know, there was a real, I think there were about 40 guys brought in, some guys who are more more seasoned, shall we say, and then you had yeah. some young pups in there as well. Um, it was it was, it was was actually really good. And then on the, towards, towards, the, the, towards the end of the second pitch session, it was shoulder on um, which obviously then started to get quite tasty, quite tasty. Yeah, uh, a few shots going in boys going after each other and then they, they probably did the right thing um, in uh, you know in canning the session there and then otherwise it could have been a, <laughs> a few, few flare ups you know um, yeah, to be honest it was just really good to be in and around all the all the guys um, they have a lot of fond memories with um, good you did enjoy it but you know, you, you do have to respect the restrictions, um, you know, wearing the mask, washing the hands, uh, distancing when you're eating, this sort of thing, uh, where it's sat in the meetings wearing the masks as well. Um, and I, I can see how it could be tough for the, the pros, you know, because we were only doing it for a weekend and, mate, you're absolutely goosed by the end of it. Um, you know, so they're doing, doing it full time. I guess they get used to it, but it's... Um, Yes, yeah, and that is well, and the other thing is, it is their that is their job. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, absolutely, but it's not; it's your job with restrictions. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, but largely, it was I was quite impressed. New coaches are coming. I changed up the calls a little bit. Few, few, uh, few new calls, and you know, it, to be honest, it was just nice to. Yeah, you could have just played touch for a couple of hours, and that would have suited us down to the ground you know and so what what's the plan now you have x number of training camps before and, and is there a pretty is much, there a, pretty is much, there a date yeah. before a, that, that you think you get your first match yeah so there's there's rumblings that they'll hope um so they're going to do another camp in about three weeks time now, I, I think what they're looking at is not necessarily getting all the best players or not sorry the more I don't want to say best players, the more experienced guys. Mm-hmm. It would be more a case of you know getting as many boys in to see see what you've got, sort of thing. So maybe some guys couldn't attend the first one, do the second one, or vice versa, or whatever. Okay. Uh, they've got the sevens, um, which apparently, according to Rugby Europe, is going to go ahead. Um, you know, there's going to be two camps for that, um, and I, I just don't personally. I just don't see it happening because yep. you've got you. you we're 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 in quite a good position here, where we're not, um, you know, there's worse places to be in the world yeah, at the absolutely. moment during COVID than Luxembourg, you know. Um, but I think there are some of the some of the other European countries may have a much higher infection rate and stuff. So are they going to travel? I don't really challenging know. Challenging for some, isn't it? I mean, the optimist in me says you would like to see us playing in September, but. I think that's very optimistic. I'd say it'd be more likely for us to be playing in... Um, 2022? Yeah, January. But, you know, when I get that's eight months away, oh, we've been so negative. And, uh, you know, it's not it's not like playing playing squash where you can keep your distance and stuff like that. And there's our background noise, two noisy South Africans. There is. You will hear a little bit today. We have um, Isaac Zaymans in the um, outdoor banging and crashing. He's looking over it, he's doing it, he's hitting it extra hard. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. so they're out gardening, gardening in the, in the, we'll in the back garden today. The, we'll actually touch on the lions and stuff like that. They're, the two saffirs are out there, so it'll be good to get onto. But yeah, um, very, 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 very well done. And I know they've been doing it with the juniors as well. And it's, it is easier because everyone's got this energy about them because they haven't done it for so long. So, you know. Yeah. Good start. Very, very good. much. And if we move that along onto the onto the Lions now, which is coming up, yeah. I've been reading. Is it is Warren Gatland? Is it just me, or is it the, the the media that I'm reading? Is Warren Gatland under a bit of pressure on who he's going going to select? Nah, not the slightest. I think I think he's very good at what he does. He doesn't. He really doesn't care what anybody says. No, he doesn't. He certainly doesn't. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's, he's a smart cookie. Um, but it's uh, yeah, sixth of May, eleven forty-five. Um, that's when they announced the squad. They think it's going to be a squad of 35 or 36. So it's a bit smaller than the one for New Zealand. Um, but it's um, it's brilliant how they do it, mate. They're like, so it'll be live. I'm not sure what channel it'll be on. But and are the players notified no, of that? No, no. So they've got so no idea. There's about 50 players who have been contacted to be like, just so you know, you're, uh, you're contacting in advance to find out your availability so the big one in 2013 when they went to Australia was Wilkinson 
he hadn't played for England for about three or four years or something, but he was tearing up for too long, and they basically got on the. Said, uh, said, would you come if we offered it? And he actually. He said, do you have no. to apply to? Do you no, do you have no, to apply? No, they no. just say oh, that. So the coach rings up the player and, and asks, yeah. "Are you available?" They give it the, the yes or yeah. no, and they put yeah. so they put their name. So the coach approaches them yeah. as opposed to um, putting your name in the hat. Exactly. Okay. You got, but it's it's brilliantly done. It's just I'm not sure who the manager is this time around, but they'll just basically get up and he would be um, stand up. And now the and I think they do the captain first. Right, and then it would be like Nathan Snade, New Zealand, and then your picture would pop up, and then it just moves on to the next one, just roll it off. But you'll see all the clubs, all the professional clubs, will stop and will watch. We'll watch this, and so obviously, the, obviously, so sixth of May at what time? Uh, Eleven forty-five. So the guys will all see the, um, you know, the boys getting picked, and or unfortunately not getting picked. You know, that's the um, that's the beauty of it. I mean, they bring out the DVD after, and everything gets recorded so they actually see them in the team meetings and you, you're like it's savage you hear guys going oh that guy's got to be close and he's like no not for me he's not he's not there and you know it's play for the play for the Lions or play for your national side what's the higher honour it's a bit because once every four years the Lions yeah, isn't it it has, it has to be the Lions but you get some guys who might there's guys who go on Lions tours who like Forms massive, so you could be tearing up. So the prime example is the guy Sam Simmons, this Exeter number eight. Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest bloke in the world, mate. He is tearing up in the Premiership, and he's been tearing up in the in the Champions Cup as well. And he can't get a sniff of the England team, but I believe he's on the radar. Another one, Danny Kerr, he's thirty four, scrum up, tearing up for Harlequins, quality player. Apparently he's on the radar, but again, it's like Chinese whispers, isn't it? It is, yeah, exactly. Um, but here, I was thinking, so we should definitely. Um, we should pick our squads. I was thinking about this. I'm not familiar with all the players, but I'm keen to give it a go. Yeah, but obviously there's got to be some sort of... It's got right, what's something that you wouldn't like? So I, I was thinking, right? Go for it. The loser, yeah. if, if, I, if I pick... So the, the, we'll pick the squads, okay? If yeah. I get more right, then you have to play me at squash, okay? But you have to try. Okay. Okay? Okay. And then if I... If you beat me yeah. <laughs> yeah right we'd do something else but what do I hate crossfit cross oh don't alright alright let me right. I'll, I'll speak to Danny how long, is it, how long is a cross a cross I'll make, I'll make sure he does a, does a long one <laughs> <Yes>. that's <laughs> a savage one um, yeah I'll speak to Damian and see if we go or oh, the other one is we go and get the uh, I'll get the bowling machine out down at the cricket club we'll, oh that'll be tasty we'll bang we'll it in put the, put the helmet on either one you can choose but you yeah, a squash alright well, I'll tell you, you what, actually, send us a message. If like, Nathan loses, what would you rather well, see? Would you rather see him do a CrossFit sessions or would you rather see me ramp the bowling machine up and bang it in at him? Nice. Put pads on, mate. Yeah. Mate, it's scary. Like, you could put it up to, like, 99 miles an hour. No, but I don't want it 99 miles an hour. No, 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 no like, like, even at, like, bloody <laughs> seven, it's taking <laughs> up um, But, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we'll go to, uh, whatever happens, we'll go to El Taco shop afterwards and get a burrito. And get a burrito. Manor. If you haven't been over there, get yourself over there. It's cracking. The terrace is uh, open. And there's a lot of people. I was out on the um, on the terrace yesterday for a few hours, and yeah. um, it's it's pretty full. It's advisor for those people that do go. Make sure you book in advance there because they're. Um, it's got a good thing. It's going got a good there. thing. Yeah. Um, you remember? Um, I won't say last week because obviously we've been lazy. So it's been like what has it been? Ten days. It's too long. Whatever it is. It's ten days. Yeah, longer than um, ten days, isn't it? And I spoke about the Montreal. Um, that's it and you said that the, the, the roof, roof the roof's been open only eight times or yeah, something yeah, was it eight, eight times it since it opened um, but um, I don't know what it is like you know when you're if you search for something 1976 76 was, yeah. was Montreal Olympics you know you search for something and then you just sat on your phone and the next thing you get a pop up about yeah. what, what the algorithms or whatever's going on here. anyway so I was I was sat um and uh, I got this one that popped up, and it was, it's about the Olympic legacy. So I sort of um, alluded to it. There's a big word for it. Another word. You do. I've used each, it each, each week, I've used you do. yeah, you do. It's the second time now, but each week yeah. you have a you have a new word, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, um, but you talk about the Olympic legacy, and that's what's left after the you know after Olympic Games and stuff like this. So up until pretty much so Sydney, Sydney 2000 was. Was was the game changer? You know their their plan 
was that good and the way they developed all these facilities and they're still being used now, you know, um, shows how it's, it's sustainable and, you know, it's not, not seen as a financial burden um, as it has been up until that point. But I was reading about the one in Brazil. Okay, right. so Brazil was 2016. So obviously the, there's a, a stadium in, in Brazil called the Maracanã, which is the massive one where they had like, apparently they had like 200,000 people in there for the World Cup final like 40 or 50 years ago. Or okay, stupid okay, like go on. Um, and um, <laughs> they've actually, it's been closed and the whole stadium's like been ransacked. They've been in robbing fire extinguishers and absolutely everything. Like the pitch looks like, well, it looks like your back garden, <laughs> maybe these two saffers <laughs> chopping up everything. Um, and um, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it looks like a desert out there. Um, as part of um, each um, bid, they have to build an Olympic village. So normally what they'll do is they'll take an area that is quite, um, might be run down, they'll revamp it. Like Stratford uh, and like Stratford for the London exactly, Olympics. Exactly, exactly. Um, and um, you obviously spend That's X right. amount, and then after the Olympics is over, you then sell on the accommodation and then people live in it. So the Olympic Village in Brazil costs 700 million. Okay. 700 million, okay. And what did they sell it for? Well, five years on, 93% of it is vacant. No one living in it. That's mad, isn't it? So there's no there's no legacy. But the but just to jump on top of that one, Athens 2004, they went 15 billion dollars over budget and the Olympic Village has been abandoned. Mate, you see some of the photos, it's literally like it looks like something out of bloody Chernobyl or something. You know, we see the swimming pool. What a what a waste of waste of money. So there are certain places that could host the Olympics again. Um, and I think the Germans could do it. Germans could, could do a good the job, Germans yeah. could do a good job. Um, uh, clearly, London and the UK can do a good job because they've got infrastructure already. They don't have to do that much more to, to, yeah. to do it. Yeah. And these facilities will still be used afterwards. I tell you who, who will do a good job. Uh, we know Sydney's done a good job. Melbourne will definitely. We know there's like. Where is the next? So we've got Tokyo. Tokyo, I don't know. Gold Coast would do a good job. They had the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Gold Coast or that Brisbane could do because they've got these stadiums up and down the yeah, up and yeah, down yeah, the coast, yeah. and they can host me, um, many sports. But they are both. When we say Germany, we used England, we used Australia. They're both countries, Great that Britain, would, we should say, Great, Great Britain. Britain, where there's where sport is a big part of their life. The US obviously could yeah, um, yeah. Would, would would do it as well. But sport's a big part of the curriculum. It's a big part of their life. Um, do 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 the Greeks are they really known to what is their sporting prowess? What, prowess, yeah. yeah. What what you know? How good are they? I mean, like okay, Luxembourg is so small, but. You've got to be able to use those facilities afterwards and, yeah. and, and that the community can still benefit from those yeah, facilities yeah, afterwards. There's no point definitely. doing it in a country that don't have that no good in, in, in sport. But what about otherwise? Though? There's also got the Winter Olympics as well. Well, by all accounts, the Winter Olympics is very much a similar situation where you build these... They're very... The Winter Olympics... They're, 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 already, they're, they're already at a resort, aren't they? So there's a certain some, amount of accommodation. Are, yeah, but like they're very specific facilities, you know, like to build a bobsleigh run or a big ski jump. That's all you can use it for. I mean, at least if you build the your Olympic Stadium, you can use it for pretty much any field sport, can't you? Yes. You've got an athletics track there as well. You can use um, it for West Ham United. Yeah, boy. Got to get that in there. Um, but, yeah, quite interesting to see how... how um, you know, obviously, because it, it's, a, it's a chance to show off, isn't it? That, how great your country is. That's what it is. Oh, how hospital, you, how hospital you are. Um, it's a great t- um, tourism. Hospital, hospitable, hospitable, hospitable. Good. Did I say? Don't know. Tom, Tom Stanton will be on to us about that, no doubt. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, as we we, we said, uh, obviously, as I said about Eusty, obviously uh, giving us uh, a bit of flack um, about not um, being able to fill his commute to work with listening to us. Give him a shout out. He got a good. He got some runs at the weekend. Did he? Eighty-seven. Well, fair play. From 42 balls, 
Well five, played that man. Five maximums. That's what I like to hear. In their 52 run, uh, run win over Star. Um, I'm actually trying to get a game this weekend. Oh, brilliant. So I updated my availability too late. Didn't get picked last week. Okay. Week before, everything got rained off. And I, okay. I know week before was the FLR camp. Week before that, everything got um, rained off. It's probably the first time I've ever paid my subs on time. <laughs> Oh, well, some, if I'm only playing one game, I want some of it back. So they're playing against Star. Where's it? Where? Where? Where is Star? Star Steinzel. Steinzel. Uh, Steinzel. So you okay. have all, some different communes have the teams, but there is only one pitch that they can all play yeah. off. Okay. So you know, um, he's got 54. I didn't see him in the. Um, he, he he didn't come in the leaderboard in Frogs. Just he wasn't in there. Is he any good? Good golfer. He is a good golfer. Played with him. He's a very good golfer. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He didn't. On, on, I'll come onto the golf a little bit later. But he he certainly wasn't in the. Um, he wasn't in for the winning the points. But um, as I said, so play this weekend, see what happens. Been but where that's meant to rain this weekend, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it'd be, be, be my luck, wouldn't it? But um, I ended up opening the batting a few times last year, and I never really opened the batting. And I was just, anytime I go in, I'd be like, you're facing, you're facing, I'm not facing the first ball. Like, it's terrifying. And, uh, and then we played a game last year, and Graham Cope said, oh, Scott, can you open, um, and will you face first? And I'm like... So basically spent 45 minutes just absolutely terrified. Like, just get get out second ball. Just not first. Not the first ball. Not first. It's like hitting a golf right, ball right. on the first tee. Exactly. What has got to be like the most terrifying? Well, in cricket, I mean, those first few balls, I don't care what sport you play, that that's terrifying. Yeah. Mate, but the funny one is when you play cricket, like, um, if you, you play lower down like myself, you get hit on the legs and you get given out. Oh, I was never out. Especially when you're younger. No, I was never out. Ah, oh, that's cheating. It's cheating. Uh, whereas now, you get hit and you're like, sugar honey, iced tea. So I was like, that's, that's knocking all over. That's knocking all three over, I think, there. Uh, and yeah, you just go. I'm a big believer that those those decisions sort of balance them balance them uh, out. They you, get, you get bad ones you get good ones but yeah <laughs> when you get hit in front and you're like oh no that's, uh, that's a bad one but we, so, d- we discussed doing some commentary I'd like to go down there one day I'd have to tr- um, find a weekend that's free it's um, quite difficult to, to get but get a weekend that's free and go down there and do some commentary on one of these days I'd love to be, funny, um, be, be, be a good old a good old laugh William Cope is he, is he, who does he play for? Uh, he plays for uh, the Optimist as well. The Optimist. Himself, Wolfram's Optimist. Yeah, he's been getting some runs, getting some wickets. I know he's been doing some coaching. He's been injury-free for about three or four months now, so good, good on him. You he's know. got a, uh, uh, he's a younger brother, was it Marcus? Marcus, yeah. So did, they, did they play for the national team, those lads? Yeah, yep, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Marcus, the spinner. Um, you know, haven't seen any brotherly scrapping yet. No. Hopefully get to see that at some stage. Who else yeah. plays in the national team that we may know? Um, Richard Neal? I believe. Well, Richard didn't play last year, but um, yeah, Neilers, he'll be there. I last saw Richard Neil at, um, at the MCC at Lords. He might still be there, is he? Yeah, probably got a... It was a day, it was so hot that day at Lords, they didn't actually have to wear their jackets. Really? I still think he wore his jacket, though. Yeah, of course he did. Sweating too much. <laughs> That'd be class, actually, to sit in the... It was at Lords. At Lords. To sit in there when all the batsmen come out and be like, "Yeah, go on, Smith." Oh, yeah, because you know him, so you can call the batsman the nickname, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heath. What about? Um, uh, I think he played last weekend. Um, yeah, a few few names, few good players. We're playing Heritage this weekend. Tony Whiteman. It's Tony Heritage, is he? Yeah. Tony's an opener as well. He's an opening batsman as well, isn't he? He's middle order. Is he middle order? Does everything. I got him out of the nets actually on Friday. Oh, class! Well done. That wasn't out. That wasn't out. He didn't didn't mention that in chat. We were we were having a little bit of a debate last night on on who's going to be the All Black fifteen. That's a big one. But like the Lions, who would be the All Black fifteen? Well, Jordy I, Barrett's on form at the moment. Oh, yeah. Damien, Damien McKenzie has just got the last He's, last minute points and the four that. weeks McKenzie in a row. So good, and so Chiefs good. and Chiefs are now consequently in the final with, with the Crusaders. Um, of course, he's uh, Tony Whiteman's from from Waikato, so he's going with DMAC. Um, yeah, and and what do you do, what, what do you do with Bowden Barrett? Not playing. Start Moaga. You got Richie Moaga. Yeah, I do still think Bowden Barrett's class, mate. 
It's a, t- it's a it's a it's a tough one on selections. We got well with all countries now. Man, Barrett's that quick. You can play him on the wing, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what was the other bit I was going to talk about? Um, the um, there was the boxing that came up. Yeah, what we we discussed earlier on. So. You seen this guy Jake Paul? So he's a he's a he's a blogger. Is he's a, YouTuber. Is he a, but I, I don't There's get what, what what There's does he do? What does what does a, a YouTuber do? They just talk on YouTube, or yeah, what do they videos do? Videos about whatever they want, when people tune into it. He's got like twenty five million, you know. People listen to him. Okay, so he's a he's a YouTuber, and he, and, and he likes he, he likes fighting, does he? Or well, he, this is the thing, right? So uh, a couple of years ago, his older brother Logan Paul got into a bit of a tit for tat. With this guy called KSI, who's a guy from uh, from England, and um, I can't, I'm not sure what KSI's natural name is. Someone will be able to tell me. But he's he's another YouTuber and a tit for tat, and then it got blown up, and then they actually were like, right, we'll have a back, we'll have a boxing match. Okay. So I believe they did it as an amateur fight the first time, but then they actually did it as a professional. Count as a professional bout. Mate, mm-hmm. they sold out wherever they were ho- hosting it in America. KSI won it. Um, and then off the back of that, um, you know, um, then his younger brother then um, has fought a couple of guys and then was teed up to fight this guy, this Ben Askren, who was a renowned wrestler in the UFC. Um, but the guy, Ben Askren, so he, he's retired now, he's stopped fighting, but he obviously took that fight on. I, I don't know how seriously he took it, but he still got half a million as his purse, wow, which, which, was, which was his biggest payday. As a as a fighter, um, but now there's talk of Jake Paul. So the trouble is, you got UFC guys who are that's obviously mixed martial arts. But you got the the YouTube guys who are um, that's just boxing, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know take nothing away from boxing, but they're two completely they're different disciplines. Um, but now there's talk of Jake Paul fighting Tommy Fury, who is Tyson Fury's his brother, brother. Um, and. To be honest, mate, like everybody just wants a piece of the cake now because irrespective of the caliber of fighters, the cash that these guys are making because they're this big social media following, like, you know, you sell pay-per-views and stuff like that and it's the the money coming in from it and that's why I think that's what people forget. So that's why we're going to see the fight Mayweather and Paul, right? Mayweather and Logan Paul. Yeah, that's his... Brother, yeah, 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 and so you know, Floyd Mayweather's like a, a very like he's a class. He's an unreal boxer. He's never lost, but he ain't stupid either. Of course, he's going to come back and cash in on something like you know. I mean, what, this guy, like, this guy throws around money for fun, doesn't yeah, he? Exactly. You want to see his Instagram, mate? The cash that boy's chucking around. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there, and they get a bit of tit for tat. I know Dan, Daniel Daniel Cormier, who is another one. Um, he was saying, but he wouldn't take him on boxing. Um, but he he said he would take him on doing MMA and stuff like that and it's Floyd Mayweather would be stupid to take the, is that, that's who Floyd Mayweather no no I'm saying, no I'm saying the guy Daniel Cormier who's a guy who okay. retired now he was he was calling out Jake Paul to take him on in MMA but it was but like the, the Conor yeah, McGregor completely. Mayweather thing I think it's different to go from MMA to boxing but to go from Floyd Mayweather would be mad to get an, an MMA that's room. right Box, boxing mad. I mean mad most of those guys, they spend all the, 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 the you know, the jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu and stuff. I yeah. mean, it's pretty hard to be a... Re- it's a big difference between being a... Standing toe-to-toe toe yeah, isn't there? Yeah. Totally different. Um, as soon as you get taken down, your, your, your history. So it's quite interesting because you can, like, the, the, these guys have this big following, especially these YouTube guys, so they can go out and trash talk. Like, this guy's been calling out Conor McGregor. Um, and you wonder what will happen with McGregor because he's, you know, he's... He, is he the hot property he was a couple of years ago? I don't really know, but the guy's made that much money. Like, he brought out his whiskey. That's right. Proper yeah. 12. You know, does he... You know, hopefully has a drive to get back into it, because... Well, they, they like doing what they do, but clearly they're also in it, in it for, the, for the money yeah, as well, yeah. and these guys are rolling around in money, yeah. so if people yeah. are um, and you know, you, you, anyway. willing, to, willing to spend that money on it, or get, spend that money, though, those guys will cash in on it. Yeah, there you go, there you go. But I did see that this... So this weekend we've got Chisora... Is um is fighting fighting Parker, Joseph isn't he? Parker, so isn't Joseph Parker has been with um Titan Tyson Fury's camp for yeah. the last week. Yeah. We talked about it. I guess a month ago yeah. when he left the when he left the country. Um, I, I I believe things are a little bit 
better now. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't. He wasn't found guilty of um, being involved, but it's still, yeah, it, it, it does a, it, it does a bit. So I think, um, yeah, certainly for him, a, a win over Chisora will will kind of not say nullify it, but, but might, might know, forget about it a exactly, little bit more. But then if Chisora wins, you know, then he moves up the rankings. I did see Dylan White knocked out like Povetkin, like smashing. He, he, yeah. Did you watch the first fight? The first fight, he was. All over, you know, Povetkin, yeah. and um, Povetkin was it's nothing's lucky because these guys are trained, but he, he all of a sudden unexpectedly floored him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so he was kind of he was keen to get revenge for that, absolutely, absolutely. And, he, and he certainly did. Um, but I still think we're still waiting for the big one this year, aren't we? Um, Fury and Joshua, Fury and Joshua, that's going to be in um, Saudi Arabia, is it? Yeah, I think that's like you ask those guys, and it's Obviously, it's dependent on what um, on the restrictions that are in place. But what you know, yes, it would be unreal to go out. You're going to be you're talking hundreds of millions. You know, you set up for life if if for that fight out in Saudi Arabia, and it's going to be you know a couple of fellas just sat on the couch watching. Or would you rather go and pack out Wembley and get hundred thousand people down there? You know what I mean? It's in terms of the experience, but. Money talks. Money, money talks, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I thought we'd bounce onto basketball. So we've got a few results here. Good. You're not going to like some of these. They're a bit. Some of these are a bit close, mate. Are they? So we'll go. Uh, we'll go back because we'll put in last weekend as well. Okay. So Ettelbrook actually beat Steins. These are the. Actually, we'll start with the ladies' results. You know what? So we, we ignore we, that one. We, ignore we, that we one. often do. Okay. So Muzel Pikes beat Steins. 62-60. Okay, Doulange beat Content 87.50. Wolfenange pumped Bertrange 82.35. Well done. Uh, Grangevold beat Esch 86.65. Content um, gave Bertrange uh, a hide in 93.55. Looks like they had to play two games in two games there, so that would have been tough. Two games in two days. Tough on the old ticker. Mousel Pikes, they beat Wolfenange 71.68. Doudelange beat Esch, 81-866. Um, and, um, oh, I've lost it now. Uh, Grenjvold beat Ettelbrook, 65-54. That's a bit low scoring, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Esch beat Conton, 80-61. Steins will thrash Bertrange again, 76-49. Uh, and T71. No, in the men's. That's the men's. That's the men's. Yeah. Chew your beans, boss. Chew your beans. Uh, Walford Ange beat Grenjvold 81-69 and Doudelange beat Ettelbrook 77-52 now on to the men's T71 only played once ok I'll get to them in a minute so chill out alright Steinzel they lost Ettelbrook 93-80 T71 they beat Esch 92 nice oh Heffingham pumped Hesperange 112-64 there we go we like that yeah. how do you reckon it works in a game like that where you know in, in a, I would say an attack, but they like to say offence. So offensively, you are so superior. Do you just say, oh, we're just not going to defend? Like, you know, not take the defence as, as seriously or right. not, not just, bother. Just rack up the points, not worry. Because, like, you so. still conceded 64 but points, the, even though you pumped them. The, def- I mean? the, 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 the defence of their opponents must have been pretty rubbish, right? Yeah. And Larachette lost to Wolfenange, 85 78. Muzel Pikes. Beat Burb Tranche, 77-64. Racing um, beat Conton, 96-78. Ettlebrook beat Heffingham, 93-53. Sorry, it's quite a few results to get here because it's two weeks worth. Hesperons lost to La Rochette, 88-61. Racing beat Bertrange, 67-64. It's a bit of a closer one there. Esch then beat uh, Ettlebrook, 88 so yeah, a, a lot of a, a lot of results. But before we quickly finish on the on, on the basketball, do you have a points? T- is there a points table there? Yeah, yeah, who's, yeah, where who, who's where and lead? Who are the who are the, We know Moselle Pikes are the top dog. Uh, are the top dogs? Your um, your Wolfordange team is it? That's um, that, 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 so they're your mates yeah, exactly. Uh, they're also top dogs as well. And the men T seventy one are up there with a uh, contern. Is it? Is there anywhere you, uh, where, where do we find these sources? So, so for the men's, yeah, uh, you've got Residence, which is Wolfenange. They are tied with 
Ettlebrook with 31 points. T71, our third, with 30 points. Um, And Esh, our fourth, with 29. But then, you know, you've got other teams like Conturn on 27 as well. So it's quite tight in the men's league. So it's quite Um, quite close. Okay. And then in the... So Residence, Ettlebrook and T71 are the top dogs in the men's. And in the women's league... Who, are we, who have we got as the top dog? Well, obviously, Residence again. Yeah, Residence are up there. Remember, some of these teams have let go of their pros as well, well haven't they? The teams at the bottom, like uh, I think it was Sparta and Bertrand, or is that the same team? Sparta, Bertrand, could be. Um, and now the internet doesn't want to work for me, mate. Where do you get? Where do you? Where are there? Um, these organisations use um, you, you actually get find this information on their Luxem- Facebook page Lux- or you Luxembourg. go Basketball. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen on our social media we've also we, we've also been exactly. um, following them. They've got some cool pictures on there which I like. I like a little bit of action, bit yeah, of exactly. bit of colour, bit of a emo- bit of emotion. Um, but um, yeah. Wait there, this is just loading. We have, I can um, bring out a bit of golf because last week was the first round of the Frogs. Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't play actually because I was um, sunning it in, in, in Spain. Margarita, is that a Spanish drink? It was South Tequila American. Sunrise? Well, that's where we would go and have, a, have, have one with Taco Shop, wouldn't we? Yeah. But um, I've got the results in front of me here. It was... Um, uh, they were happy because they got they had good, uh, good weather. They played their first. Um, the, the frogs played their first round at um, Kikioka, but the the uh, course isn't in the best of nick. So they were, some of the some of the tighter ones were happy because they um, they they didn't they got a little bit of a redu- reduction. But they are in poor poor quality apparently. Why? Um, they've got a dis- the greens have got a disease, and I mean even the be- I, I think even the best gardeners in the in, in, in the world. I mean. I think they struggle once you get a disease it's pretty hard to what do you have to do literally haul it all up and I really don't know I'm not a guy we should ask Isaac out there um, but yeah it's um, they're, in a, they're in a bad way I know that some of the other clubs are uh, their, their greens are in good condition so I feel sorry for them up there but it's it's ram there are a lot of people playing golf it's very difficult to get a tee off to, um, a, a, a tee time so what's it like does, it suit, does that sort of course suit people who hit the fairways or you know it's the rough nasty well, hopefully we always hit the fairways, <laughs> but um, the, the, um, but it's just when you're on the green. I mean, the ball could go, the ball could bobble anywhere. Just got to try and get so it on to, the green. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, I just try and get the ball in one shot every time. You know, like Happy Gilmore. It's so much easier. You know? Yeah, you could do it if you could put a put a put a rocket in it and and and, and smack it four hundred uh, four hundred yards exactly. every. Exactly. Let's just worry about putting. Oh yeah, putting. Yeah, all the time, but. Um, no, there's even a fox that's lingering around up at Kikoka. Two foxes actually. So that was um, lingering around on the evening as well. So on the on the WhatsApp group, I think someone sent through a uh, the the fox on the seventh. Um, but uh, and, and you know, at the, the the person who or the player that gets the worst score, they get a they, they win a pink ball at the um, overall. No way, pink. Is but they went they, they go. Is it? Well, you don't really want to finish last, do you? I mean, it's an embarrassing. That went to. Um, Andrew Payton, he got five points. Um, what does that mean? Was that on a on, on a on a on a stable oh, score on a stable fit score? Based on your handicap. Isn't yeah, it? based on handicap. But with frogs, they they base it on. They, we call it the froggy cap, um, and it's is based he, over nine that, holes. You know, has this guy got a few pink balls? Yeah. Not as many as John Sutherland. I think John Sutherland's okay. got the biggest. Frank Matry's got a little bit of a collection there. Um, Bernard Bigger, he he he, he collected. Yeah, shows your pink balls. Yeah, they've got. Um, <laughs> they, they were a few. Um, I think I've even got a couple in in, in my bag as well. Um, but then what you do, what you do get. I mean, we talk about um, the, the pink ball, but you get these these longer drives, and there's some big hitters in the in the frogs. I don't know if they are just the frog, but I mean, I've seen some, and there's some big big boys. There's a. Um, uh, Gregor um, Darimpol, I think his surname is. Um, he got the lo- uh, longest drive, but he's always up there. I mean, right. how far is long? Like three hundred yards? Oh yeah, but straight. You know, and obviously with the course, with the, if you get it, got a hold, I mean, Kikiok is relatively relatively straight. But if you get the, some of the winds in that, you've got it. You've got to hit it not only long, but you've got to hit it pretty sweet as as well. Um, so yeah, he, he 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 won. It was the first round, but he won again. He's not the first time he's done. He's a good golfer. Uh, Mark Gilley's got the nearest to the pin. 
Um, I'm not sure what hole they they, they played it on. So uh, well done to Matt Gillis. So is this every week or every couple of weeks? Um, something that feels like every week, but no, the next round is on the on on the fifth, which I'll which I'll come to. Um, and then we have a Larry that was Mark Houston. Mark Houston's been um, playing with Frogs for a number of uh, number of years with with him. Um, Overall, Dave Winters leads. Um, Johan to Blanche. Um, Safa, that's Safa, right, yep. is he? Good old Johan. There's loads just, of Safas in Luxembourg, isn't there? There is. There's a couple in my garden right yeah. now. Look at them go. Look at them go. Look at them go. So, um, yeah, Johan, uh, uh, Johan is on 16 points. You keep the knife points. down. You're just turning on the circular saw for badness, is it? Scott's just shot out for a wee chat to... Um, to, to, to Isaac, who who put his two cents worth, press, he's, he's press got it. Press the on button, mate. Isaac has has got his presence. Um, oh, he's made himself noted with with who he wants in the in the in the Lions team. Yeah. And um, the winner actually, who wrote the wrote, wrote the article, it was uh, Neil Neil Underwood. So the winner of, of Frogs of the Evening, oh, okay. they then write that write, write the oh, um, email out and send and and. So you can pick yourself up a bit. Yeah, they can write. They normally don't. They normally um, play it all under. Um, I'm not sure of the match plays that were played, but the next event is at Grand de Carl on Wednesday, 5th of May. So, if I want to, can I just rock up and be a frog? No, you can't. We can. Uh, you can be a. You can be a, a guest of a frog. Right. So, for example, I could say um, I would like to bring. Like, I could apply to have a have a guest on, and, and we could come and we could perhaps do that. We could. Um, we could. I'll get bored, mate. It's not only nine. It's only nine holes. Oh, it's all right. When we when. Uh... It's, it's it's quite good. There's good chat. I like it because there's good chat. Because I'm, I'm not sure if it's just with frogs, but with certain some of these organisations, yeah, there's people that that you know they they got good stories. That, oh, I got this. Not the, for the that, pod, mate. Uh, not for the pod. It's, it's almost as if they haven't played many sports. You know, they they're not the most. Oh, I don't know. They're just a bit too serious. They're a bit too serious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I like to have a have a little beer and have a zip to myself but sometimes it's funny when you when if you offer someone would you, would you like a beer on the second or third hole they say no 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 I'm, I'm fine I, you just find it strange but so it's always a, a, a bit more it's nice when you don't get me wrong I'll have them, a beer you know. on the second hole but then you're slippery slope isn't it you know what I mean? oh, not really because it can also be it can also work to your advantage and you can be quite relaxed there's nothing worse than golf you cannot be tense but golf has some tense tense when, uh, um, players it's, a, it's an interesting one when I was uh yeah, when I was at school, yes, the school had a golf course, nine hole golf. You kidding me? No, I'm not. A chip and putt, or like no, a real no, proper, proper. Um, what and, school uh, are you at? Stowe, Buckinghamshire. You know where the Grand Prix is, Silverstone. Yes. There is a corner of that track called Stowe Corner, and from there, that's where the school is. It's, it's an amazing place. It's run. The grounds are owned by the National Trust, so it's absolutely. Do they have a school? Do they have a school song? No. Yeah, school song. You were showing me your old first fifteen shorts. Yeah, right? Mike Bradley sent them over. They arrived in the post the other day. We'll put a we'll put a picture on. Unreal. I think Mike played. Um, Why I, I think Did you play in the first fifteen? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I. Um, you I probably get wouldn't want to injure those hands for squash, mate. I, I, I played a bit with their. Um, I will give a few shout outs to the sponsors. Are these from this year? Are they? Those shorts were were made for a match where they, I think they played the old the old boys versus the young uh, boys. It was like yes, a testimonial yes. match. So, um, so we'll give a shout out to these Kiwi sponsors: Bodyworks, Panel and Paint. I like it. PAP. I think those guys are in the, the, the those guys are in Mastered, and there's one there's one firm on there that are not in. in I'm going to try and pronounce this: Nagakuka, Nagakuka Herefords. Have I said that right? Nakokoa. I think Nakokoa Herefords. Yeah, and there's another one here. Hag- Hagland Consulting. This, is, this Hag- is brilliant. I really have to. Uh, Hagland Consulting. Patone. Patone? No. Uh, Patoni. A post uh, thing no. over the east. So don't that's say Patoni. Yeah. That's Very good. Patoni. These these belong to Mike, do they? They belong to Mike. Mike out. He's a he's a he's a halfback too. He's a halfback and he's wearing three XL shorts. Pal, you need to hit me up. We'll do some online training. Okay, we'll get them down to a medium. No problem at all. All right. <laughs> um, I, but I would still wear my. Uh, I've still got my first fifteen tie. From you should school. you should take those sh- shorts down when you're playing for Mets. Uh, what about four of us would fit in them, mate? They're massive. No, um, no. I got I got a little bit of school. I haven't, I haven't got, got a little bit of school kit. It's nice to 
when you're younger, I think you get this obsession with kit, you get as much as you can, whereas like now, I've just got a couple of nice pair of shorts, socks. I've got to be honest with you, yeah. when I used to play some tournaments, they always have a tournament t-shirt, and I, I, I couldn't stand them. Just keep it in the pack that, and give it the birthday present mate, or something. Mate, I didn't, I, one time I didn't even do that. One time I went, like, on the, on the Monday morning, I, was, yeah. I went and cleaned the windows of the apartment and I just sprayed it, used the window and, and, then, and then binned the shirt. It's obviously really disrespectful to the, the owners and that, but I just, you just get so many shirts and T-shirts. You just got That tournament probably went under because you did that, you know, because you would have... <laughs> see you still wearing Creedy's... Uh, um, Top squash shirt. Oh, not top squash. Well, these ones make me look the slimmest, don't they? These um, the, the, these shirts that he's designed. Tight on the shoulders. Tight on the shoulders, and they the come a little bit. They come in a little bit around oh, yeah. the, around the lats, and they and then they go out a little bit. So it's quite discreet. So I do like though the, these these shirts. That well, Creedy Creedy, we're still waiting for you to send some stuff over, boss. He's a bit slow on it, isn't he? Tight, he's a, he is a bit slow. This is a bit of a funny one. One of the lads who listens to the uh, pod, a guy called James Pettit, who plays back at my. Uh, Tessestrians back home in Northampton and he um, asked me to bring up um, a funny something that it's a bit embarrassing I think it's hilarious so I'm going to tell this story and everyone's going to be like this is not a waste of time what you say to yeah about the email addresses yeah. so you know when you're younger and you're like you have to make up a funny email address like Big lad, sixty-five at Hotmail or something. You know, yes. I, I was looking up some funny ones. You've got guinea pigs are cool at hotmail.com. You know, uh, there's alien boy stuff like that. There was another one here. I love Elijah Wood forever. I underscore love underscore Elijah underscore Wood underscore forever at hotmail.com. And you can't put that on a CV. What happens if you go and apply for a job? Yeah, exactly. Go I mean, that, you, you got to get another um, on, on, a, on, a, on a completely. Different. No, I do love Elijah Wood because obviously he's Frodo in Lord of the Rings. You know, we've got to we've got to keep that ticking over. Um, but yeah, what about you? Any good email addresses? They did have emails back when you were younger, didn't they? Or yeah, well, not when I was younger, they didn't. But they certainly uh, they, they certainly came. Um, and my first email address was cute sushi lunches. Cute sushi lunches. There was mine at hotmail.com because it yeah. was the. Is it still active now? I think I could probably. I'd have to remember the password, but yeah. cute. Oh, just, you can, you can like, I'll oh, forget password, and there's like cute sushi lunches at home. I think mine was Cyberboy. What the hell were you thinking? Cyberboy. It's lame, man. Lame. What, what am I doing? I, I did see some. Um, I did see a couple of funnels out there. They're, they're in my, not in my head right now, but I had um, Neil Woodger had a the Impaler or something. I mean, the Impaler at Hotmail. I mean. <laughs> That, that, CV, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, name, phone number, email, yeah, just been it, <laughs> yeah. just been it. Next, <laughs> this guy, next, this next. Um, so we, um, one of the lads, uh, Zach Osborne, top top boy, uh, prop who plays, uh, he was captain actually, um, not anymore. Plays um, plays at Toastestrians, and his email address was Toes. So that's like the short version of Toastestrians. So you might say, come on, Toes. Not spelt T-O-E-S, spelt T-O-W-S. Toes underscore two underscore the underscore grave. Brilliant. What a legend. <laughs> anyway, so we're um, a couple of years ago. Um, this has got to be 20, 2015, 2016. We're flying high in, in what were we, Midlands 1, I think. And from there that's all regionalised and then you go up to the national leagues so you're that's when you're travelling a lot further away and because of the location and they try and balance all the teams the league we were in we were in the south west so we got some long trips not properly down to Cornwall but sort of going that way down I remember you've, you've mentioned um, yep. and we are rivals at the start of the season you'd, you'd never know who your rivals are going to be you know who you're going to be competing with you you know a little bit about teams but you obviously you play everyone and then by the halfway through the season the league has sort of fallen so into place you know who's at the right. top you know who's at the bottom so you know who you're going for and um, so we played this team called Salisbury away and we lost down there. We knew they were going to be a good team because they were they'd done a bit they were I think they had a bit of cash they were pushing for promotion um, on a, yeah, so we, we went down there earlier on about third or fourth game of the season we lost quite badly like you know I don't think we even got a losing bonus point or anything um, did you ever watch a um, a programme called Time Team 
Did you ever hear no. of that? So basically, this was on on a Sunday night, six o'clock every Sunday night, and these boys would go, and it was like they basically do these archaeological digs over the weekend. Okay, get wind of stuff and. Uh, you know, start digging it up and stuff. And there was this bloke, and someone's going to have to tell me what the guy's name is. It was a guy, Tony Robinson, who's a guy who plays Baldrick in... Um, Blackadder. Blackadder, yeah. So he was the lead presenter. But you had all the other guys, and they'd be like, here, have you had a look at this? You know when you do the impression of like someone from Bristol, like Mike Speakman. Yes, uh, yeah. Here, <laughs> here, look at this, will you? And... The bloke who was on that show is one of like the VPs, so and he would be down at the games and stuff, and yeah, he was down watching the game, and so we got pictures. Of him. That was about the only good thing that happened. But if someone can message me and tell me what that bloke's name is, because guys back home, that was like Sunday night TV. Um, that was quite funny. But anyway, so we've gone, uh, we, we've 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 lost to them, and then we've gone on a on a on a, on a fairly decent run up until there. I think we only lost one other game in that first half of the season. They've then come up to our place. Um, I believe it was. A, I think it was the second week in January. And um, this is one thing I I really miss about the the rugby culture out in uh, Luxembourg compared to, to the, the UK. And I'd imagine it's much the same as New Zealand. So we had a big old crowd down watching. Big clubhouse, so it's a big VP. So all the vice presidents, all the sponsors get invited down. They get on the uh, yeah on the liquor early doors, you know, a bit of a raffle. Join the hospitality. Yeah, yeah, get on the steam, um, and all the old boys will come down to the big games and stuff. You know, the clubhouse is absolutely rammed, and um, and then you've probably got you you might have the second team where the second team would normally be away, but the third team and the fourth team. They would be up there as well. They might play a bit earlier, so they'll then watch. So you know, there's a decent. By the end of the second half, you you know the touchline's rammed. It's it's um, absolutely brilliant. We actually won that day. Uh, we beat them really, really well. Probably, I would say probably our best game of the season actually for any of the lads who were involved that yeah. day. Really, really satisfying. But uh, the bloke I was talking about earlier on, um, James Pettit, so he'd been out injured. But So what happens is you get all the guys who are injured. They'll just go on the steam at the, the VP's lunch and come up and watch the game. And it's, it's, it, it, you know, it's great crack. And um, they, you have the advertising hoarding. Yes. And he basically created this banner and put Zach's email address, which said... Toes underscore. Toes to the grave on the thing. And, uh, mate, as I said, this is about five or six years ago now, but... I actually found the photo of it, and it's I've showed you it earlier. It's absolute gold. Yeah, um, and I, I will put it on the Instagram page. But yeah, very, very, you know, those those little things yeah. are what what you sort of miss. And uh, I remember I missed the I missed the sound of being. I mean, and uh, this goes back to being a, a, a kid. Memorial Park, where Warwick Bush used to used to play, and it was just the the banging of the the sponsorship oh, boards where they it. lean yeah, over and they something it, happens yeah. I mean, it just that sound was was yeah. music um, music to us but you, it's when the referees getting dogs of abuse now I'm not condoning it and oh, but, but some but, of the but stuff the you sound, hear yeah. the, the, the armchair some, the yeah. armchair and guys. sometimes it's from some guy that's got his beer and he's walking back to the back to the pie tent to grab yeah. it to, to grab another beer and grab a pie yeah. and you can hear him waffling on abusing yeah. he's not even he hasn't he's, yeah. he's seen the yeah. he's seen what's happened it's and he's walking away it. it's just quality and it makes you it, it, it makes it makes me giggle it's, a lot it's, it's the one thing I miss you know he's probably had about four pints of scrumpy jack absolute red face red faced you know he's gone off for his burger in rugby, they don't. In rugby union in the UK, they don't really sing in the crowds, do they? Do they? In rugby league, for example, they go bananas. Yeah. No, you watch some of those games, and yeah. they've got the drums out. I mean, it's quality entertainment. Oh, not it's like entertainment, but it's brilliant. I like the the, the league yeah. games for that atmosphere, but it's not really like that in union. Well, it's different. I mean, I think I think it's more a case of who you're with. If you're with a crowd of boys and you get a few songs going and stuff like that, it can be can be good value, but. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I think that songs on the bus were. Don't were, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who do a lot of work at the the rugby clubs in Luxembourg. But I think the essence of a club is a clubhouse. You know, a place where you can. The prime example: the Lions is coming up, right? Very much. Well, the Lions. You go up there. Yeah. Your kids will train. You do your lunch, and then you sit up there, and, and everyone you're watching it with rugby guys. So like, you could go down to Top Squash and watch it, but. Are they all going to be, you know, rugby fanatics there? Not even just be Joe Bloggs, or do you know what I mean? It's that's the one thing I've always felt that we struggle. I struggle within my job and and, and in the club that I'm at. It, it, 
the more time goes on, the more we're losing our community, sporting yeah, community yeah. spirit, and it, it's it's heart it's heartbreaking because that, they're the things that I that I yeah. love. You know, where the where the juniors would watch the would watch their under eight um, under sixteens or under eighteens, and and it goes through. You watch your under twenty threes, and then you watch the watch your your, your first play. Exactly. It's it's. I mean, and again, it's different. When I was out in I was out in Oz, and um, I played. At, um, so I went out and played for a subbies team called St Pat's. Yeah. And then played it played a bit there and it just yeah, it was alright. And then I went and played at uh, played at Randwick, which I enjoyed a lot more. But the first I think I arrived on the I think I arrived on the Wednesday, trained yeah. the Thursday, and they were like, uh, all right, Scott, you're gonna play for the third grade. And I was like, Great, happy days. So the first day I was playing, you get picked up at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, the fourth grade were already playing. Okay. So they kick off really yeah. early. The next match is the third grade. So I played a full game for the third grade, right? Then the second grade. No, sorry, then the Colts are playing. So yeah. I then played... 10 or 21s? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I played something like, I think I played something like 60 minutes for the Colts, straight after, right? Then the twos are playing. Then I played a half for the second team. And then I played 10 minutes well, for you, the you first played because it's shorter numbers? Or no, no, because it's, just, just, it's just the way it works in the sense that you name... So let's say the first grade named their starting 15. Yep. their bench would be taken from the second grade from the guys okay so it's it, it means you can put out more teams you know oh I, I, I love yeah but I, I love this it's, and it's and it's club rugby and bringing exactly. back your but, colors but, and but, prep. but the point is you play the third grade play they stay and watch yep. second grade play stay, stay and watch, and watch. stay and watch but with the big uh, so the shoot shield is the big competition in Sydney they, they're putting out six teams five or six teams every Saturday and then the Colts would even have three teams out so the Colts might play away and then the seniors would play at home so you're, you've got six teams just banging out fixtures so minimum I'm get being shown bad gestures through the window by some sapphire here um, so the minimum you know the minimum number of people you're going to have is for argument's sake let's say it's just the players yep. six teams that's 180 people are going to watch you then got kids you then got parents like we went down to my friend myself and George we went down to watch Randwick play against Sydney Uni, and they're two of the big, big clubs in, in Sydney. There's about 4,000 people down wow. watching. Like, and the, the game was, was, was televised as well. And there was something stupid, like of the 22 people named, I think 15, no, of the 44 people that had played, I think 15 of them were current Super 15 players. So they hadn't been picked for Super Rugby they play for the club. club they don't get there was one with Curtly Beal one week he was playing for uh, let's get some sun on that um, there was one week he was playing he didn't get picked for Australia so he can go back and play played it played uh, I think he was playing for Ramwick actually and then the week after he was playing against the All Blacks wow but it's great isn't it, and, uh, but, it but, but, but I know they do that in, in New Zealand yeah. in New Zealand as well yeah. if you got, you, there's always there's always club rugby you can play for but the club rugby's dropped off right the levels the level and the number of teams we don't we don't have them as what it used to be interesting one I asked um, Mike Bradley uh, out of New Zealand asked what level rugby you, you, you played and I said well, it was very hard for me to say where you know what, what level so I asked John because John Sutherland has got a better, better game and he reckons that you'd be playing you'd be playing first league rugby in Wellington so that is, that, is that alright is it that's good I mean that's, that's good that's good out of, uh, out of uh, 10, 10, 10 or 12 teams it means he's like you know top 10 and um uh, there's no big boys running around. I don't one of the big. Well, they are. They are big. Big Polynesian number eights running. Oh, around. Yeah, and, and you're a ten, so they'll be getting for you. A bit, all their sevens will be hunting you down. But, Scott, um, can you defend that fullback? <laughs> Thanks, sir. But um, but yeah, no, I just I, I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, quite sure on the question. But um, I mean, like the, the big thing with, as I said, like obviously got a sniff of playing and played a couple of games for mostly, but it was you know I was holding a pad up there the whole time, but just being in and around. You, know, you said it was the intensity as well, didn't you? you said it was the, oh, the, the, I mean, it was more just the, like, I actually found it easier to, um, in the sense that you, all you do is worry about your job. Yeah. Like, you run past kit. That's literally all it yep. was. Um, 
you know um whereas whereas now you you you're looking at your outside man bit, bit what, what, yeah but yeah. you know the ball's going wide will he make the tackle, tackle yeah. okay maybe not so i'm probably going to corner flag here you know yeah. and it's you shouldn't do that but, yeah exactly you, but it's a bit more thinking than what you would have to do in in the up the up the higher order yeah and i think uh it's it's as it said it's, it's funnier when you're younger because i would i would copped a lot of flack for being a uh, not being a big defender mm-hmm. and it's like it's almost like a stigma that's attached to any young fly half, and it's like now, if anybody says to me about it, I'm like, whatever, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not on the pitch to do that, you know. I mean, it's yeah. pass and kick and mouth off at people. That's what yeah. I do. That's what, I, and, and not being arrogant. That's what I know. Communicate, yeah. exactly. Whereas, you know, I think that's something that's, to be honest, now I look back on it, and I'm not bitter about it. Well, I am a little bit, but <laughs> you know, oh, he's, he's not a big defender. Oh, he, he didn't tackle. Oh, he's not physical. Ah, there's some chick critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah let, let it go. Time, like, time, yeah. you know, you just, you're like, yeah, you just, uh, now I can sit and go, just tell me you don't like me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's, it, it's um, the, the, uh, well, that's the beauty of any critic, sport. It? It's just, it's someone's opinion. Yep. Someone's opinion, and that's why some people go further than others, because the right person in the right place has a better right opinion in them. Um, but yeah, um, I obviously think that story about, um, Zach and his email address is hilarious, but you know, no one probably does. Toes probably the gra- get a message. Toes, <laughs> toes to the grave. Toes to the grave. Oh, you'll get to meet There's some good boys. That's another one. I'd love to take you up to the clubhouse and you see. Well, you don't want to see we some do a, stuff that goes up there. No, you know, and a, a good old, good old, good old road trip would be good. We've got yeah. a few things um, that we've talked about. We've got, we've got to have the, we've got to invent a stag weekend, don't we? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we, we, each week we should select someone who's coming. Who's who would be on, on the, the who's been on the stag? Yeah. One of those needs to get married. Um, <laughs> another one we talked about, um, as we always do, we go off on a bit of a tangent. My God, it's one o'clock already. Um, Man City Spurs, they played the Carabao. Carabao. Carabao Cup. There's yeah. a few fans in the stadium. Yeah, so yeah. There were nearly 8,000 fans at the, at the game. They all had to have a negative test, negative test before they went. 2,000 for each club, and then they gave 4,000 tickets to NHS workers. Now, by all accounts, it went off very, very uh, without a hitch. And they were saying, the players have nothing but praise for it. It made a massive difference, you know, actually having a few fans in the stadium. So the next one is the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester. And they're hoping for 21,000 at it. I know I talked about Leinster last week as well, and they were um, going to... they were going to try something similar. I need to follow up that one and see see how they got on with that. Uh, randomly, this uh, I'm going to keep jumping around with sports to, to we finish off it. NFL guy uh, Rob Gronkowski, right? Go so, for it. So he was one of uh, the guys who won all the Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Okay. So he actually retired, and then Brady left left Patriots, Patriots and went yep. to the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and then brought Rob Gronkowski back. So he set a world record there. For the highest catch, okay, a 640 foot catch, it was dropped from a helicopter, 195 meters, and he caught it. That's crazy. Imagine being the guy who released it. You had to get, um, what about the wind? Well, what about the wind? I watched him, he was spinning it like that. So, so it would go more, so it go down faster, and it wouldn't yeah. be impacted by the wind. Uh, it would fly at some speed, though, wouldn't it? Um, Far out. But um, it's a phenomenal catch. They're on YouTube. There's on YouTube, or I mean, they couldn't. Yeah, film yeah it's, it. on, it's on the BBC. If you go on okay. the BBC website, you'll see it. Um, and, but this got me thinking as well. Like, so I was looking at Tom Brady. I always thought like quarterbacks were, you know, like you know, someone like my height. What am I? Five foot eight, no. five foot nine on a good day. He's a t- he's he's tall, isn't he? Tall and very slim, mate. He's six foot four, right? And then there's a guy called Cam Newton as well, yeah. who was the guy who was faint. You remember the dab when yes. that was swinging around. He's six foot five. But those guys have got it. They've got to throw. They've got to throw a ball. So if you could, you know, so a lot of those guys, over the fellas are about eight foot in front of you. Yeah, but those guys can throw a ball. You got to have a good. You got to have a good arm. Or a good arm. I mean, you think about it in cricket when you're bowling a, a cricket ball. You know, those tall guys are going to throw it. Uh, are going to bowl, bowl it, bowl, 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 bowl it, bowl. or throw it from the boundary. They can throw it from the boundary. A, a, a decent, a yeah. decent whack. So maybe there's something in in, in that. The longer the the longer the longer lever, limbs or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, could be. Um, so yeah, it's quite interesting. Like I always thought, quarterbacks were short, stocky guys. Yeah. But these are big, big, uh, big, big boys. I just heard um, in, the, in the cricket because I watched a little bit of the IPL and I saw some fans in the stadium and I thought, this is 
I mean, we're going back three, four weeks ago. I thought, this is crazy. Like, what are all these fans doing in, in India? This is pre what the, the the disaster that's happening there now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I found out that they were only letting in half the number of people into the stadiums all spaced out. But of course, it's so it's so bloody hot there yeah. that they, they all went into the stadium but they all went, went into the shade so they all cornered together in, yeah. in the so shade it like so it looked like it looked like the stadium was rammed yeah. but yeah ac- actually so they didn't they didn't police it quite so quite so well but um, um, I know uh, last little bit your Let's and Tot Squash is back in action this weekend isn't it finally so we haven't started November we wow. we um, stopped so it's good so I sent an email out to uh, the to the to the faithful yet say there's a few that um that we'll just, just have to wait we'll just get to get the first few weeks up and running but but everyone's back in and i'm so happy for these little ones i mean this is you know grassroots level level um sport for for, for kids between four yes, and four and eight years old and these these two groups that i do and um yeah so it's good to have you know 32 players back on the court this um this saturday, mo- uh, saturday morning and i'm re- I'm, I'm delighted delighted i mean there's nothing nothing gives me greater satisfaction than than being able to coach or like yourself teach these these youngsters getting them running jumping throwing catching and all that again so and i'm about to release a new um a little bit more of different concepts which i haven't spoken to you about actually um street racket which we're um bringing and hopefully we get that to schools a little little bit so my my bag the bag arrived um last uh, yesterday and um, i showed will yesterday as well so hopefully um you guys can can have it in, in, in the boot of your car to roll out to the, some of the schools and that. We just got to get you um, get you to be licensed okay, coaches, let's say. Okay. But it's um it's brilliant. It's a bit of a stepping stone towards um, uh, children going into any racket sport for yeah, that matter. Yeah, it's yeah, no, yeah. it's not tennis. It's not uh, badminton, table tennis. So it's just a um, a, a new pathway. That's so I'm going to introduce that to the kids this weekend. Hopefully. Um, Wonder if they, I hope they all remember how to do all their warm ups and things. So I'll yeah, looking look, looking forward to this weekend actually. Yeah, and fun. then Monday we can um, we'll, we'll be back on again doing a doing a podcast. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, as I say, we're uh, back in the mix with uh, obviously little lines. that has been going well on Sundays. Good numbers. Uh, got another camp in the pipeline. Linking up with yourselves again at the end of May. In so May. That's to look forward to. So there is some uh, some light. At there the is some well. light. Absolutely. In the if camps, and then and then obviously we'll start working towards the summer camps as well. If you are if you are finding it tough to uh, at the moment, you know, try and get yourself outside. If you want any building work done, I know two sappers who make plenty of noise um, as I, well. Isaac Zayman. So yeah. for those that are listening today, sorry about the he noise did, in the played, background. He played South Africa sevens. He did. You know that he did. He, he did. I mean, we were talking about the other week the resources that we've got in this country, and I and I and I just wish that that um, that, that some of the powers that be were us, utilising our resources. Yeah, exactly. so. Stop making it about the coaches getting tracksuits and stuff like that, and get more kids uh, more kids playing sports. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Bums on seats, mate. Um, but yeah, so obviously, I hope that's a bit of a short one. I'm just looking at the clock. Probably wrapped it on there for a bit, but. Um, Take it easy, boss, and I will uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Get these we'll interviews done, and uh, we've got some good content lined up for Monday. So uh, take it easy. Exciting. Cheers. Cheers.